Univar Solutions family, partners, and friends, what is going on? I hope everyone is keeping, keeping on. We are officially staring down the headlights of 2023, and it's coming in hot and heavy, like a freight train in a tunnel. Never a dull day in the chemical and ingredient market. Well, welcome back to the hottest podcast for those of us who live within the chemical ingredients market. This is Smart Acids, where we let borons be borons, and I am Andy Erickson, the host, and I'm here with the pumpkin puree to my holiday pie, the fruit to my pound cake, the heartbreaker, Chris Ernst. Heartbreaker, my man. How you holding up? Doing great today, Andy. Thanks for asking. How about you? I'm doing all right. Thanks. Hey, buddy. Um, you know, we're heading into the season. Any New Year's resolutions for 2023? Fantastic question, Andy, for sure. And I'm sure everyone's got a very diverse answer. I am planning on assuming positive intent from my family, from my work, from myself. How about that? Hmm. All right. Eh, a little boring. Well, folks, we have the czar Gary Gable to drop a little knowledge on what is happening in the chloroalkali market. So let's get at it and give it a tasty. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about your role and the areas of responsibility. I'm changing my business card to now say czar. So I appreciate that the tip there, Andy. So just my background earlier, my role within Univar is actually focused purely on core alkali. And really what that means for me, it's focused very heavily on caustic, chlorine, hydrochloric acid, potassium hydroxide, and bleach for overall Univar in North America. Before we get down, down to it in the down and dirty, thinking about any uh, New Year's resolutions for 2023? Uh, Andy, I made a resolution years ago. Don't make New Year's resolutions. And it's the one resolution I've stuck with. Uh, all right. Amazing. All right. Then we'll just hop right in it. All right, Gary, can you talk economic big picture? What the heck's going on in the world of chloralkali? Well, there's a lot going on in the chloralkali world, as there usually is. And the one thing, Chris, that we very much stick with is the fact that the laws of supply and demand work really, really well. And so we're seeing in the big economic picture, you see what's happening in the global economy today. There is, it's really wreaking havoc on chloralkali operating rates. There is a weakness in demand, particularly for chlorine. And so we're seeing that really impact the production rates. And as we, just as a quick reminder, when you produce one ton of chlorine, you produce 1.1 ton of caustic soda. There's nothing you can do with that ratio. So as we see the demand change for both chlorine and caustic, we're obviously, obviously seeing a change in the overall supply. And that varies by region of the world. So it's a very challenging period and a lot of, a lot of changes going on in the core alkali space right now. So Gary, talk just a little bit, like what is the direct impact as it relates to caustic? So on the caustic front, we're, we're really watching operating rates around the world. Uh, as operating rates have come down, caustic supplies have tightened. And I guess across the world, we've actually seen caustic soda prices rise as we headed into the fourth quarter. But the demand right now in Asia is still relatively stable. Uh, we're seeing relatively healthy alumina demand. Uh, demand in Europe right now is showing some weakness with obviously high cost of manufacture everything in Europe being high. It's really putting that whole region of the world at a significant disadvantage particularly when it comes to commodity products. And you're seeing North American demand right now being relatively stable with a little bit of weakness in the pulp and paper sector. So we do see some fall off and, and we're not surprised right now. We also think people are starting to reduce their inventories, working capital concerns as we end the fourth quarter. So we think maybe some of those demand issues right now around caustic soda are more working capital based and not necessarily true demand based. So we won't know until we get to January. But we're not, uh, we're not displeased with where caustic demand is right now, at least in North America. We're pretty comfortable with it, and hopefully that will continue. Awesome, Gary. Thanks. Let's, let's pivot to what's going on with chlorine demand globally in the different regions. 
I know, Chris, the, the chlorine demand is a, a, is probably a little bleaker picture. I would, uh, would love to say it's nice and robust, but you know, 50% of the chlorine we manufacture in the United States goes into PVC in one form or another. PVC is directly tied back to housing starts. And so as we've seen interest rates go up, we've seen housing starts in, in North America come down, demand for PVC has fallen. And that's a trend not only in the U.S., it's a trend around the world right now. So we are seeing relatively weak PVC demand across Asia, across Europe, and across the U.S. And we see the spot market for products being traded around the world as being a really not profitable for the core outlet producers, even at higher values across Exoda, where we're actually seeing it impact operating rates. And so we are definitely watching to see from an overall supply-demand basis, that which, which is going to fall more, chlorine operating rates and, or chlorine demand forcing chlorine operating rates down, or are we going to see caustic soda demand slip really below where caustic soda production is going to be? So we're always watching around the world. We're always waiting to see what's going to happen. But chlorine right now is showing some weakness. I'll, I'll say chlorine derivatives are showing some weakness, not chlorine itself, but chlorine der derivatives, whether it's MDI, PDI, fluorocarbon feedstocks. Uh, we are seeing some weakness really across almost every sector there. All right, Gary, that's great. So if chlorine is showing weakness, is that helping HCL availability? Great question, Andy. I'd, I'd love to say it's you know really solved our HCL problems, but it hasn't. Uh, in North America, at least, about a third, maybe a little less than that, of our overall HCL production comes from what we call burner-grade acid. That's producers that actually burn HCL with hydrogen to produce uh, HCL on purpose. The other two-thirds of our overall supply really comes from byproduct production. And that byproduct is coming from MDI, TDI manufacturers, fluorocarbon producers, and some other basically chlorine-based productions that do throw off a byproduct HCL stream. It's the, really the byproduct side that's been relatively weak in terms of supply in North America. So HCL prices for those HCL buyers that are out there, you've seen relatively high uh, HCL values across the country. I think the big challenge we have right now now is the burners, although are available, we've seen some capacity reductions with burners taken out in Niagara Falls and burners taken out in McIntosh, Alabama, that although we've seen a little bit of addition in, in burner capacity, it hasn't made up for really the fall off of HCL byproduct production. And again, mainly in the MBI TDI markets, a little bit in the fourth part markets. So HCL from our perspective is going to stay relatively snug. As we go into 23, we don't think there's enough uh, uh, opportunity to take chlorine into burner grade HCL that economically makes sense for the U.S. core alkali producer. And so we think the HCL market is going to be relatively stable from where it is today and maybe even tighten up a little bit more. Thanks, Gary. So, you know, you discussed kind of the supply side there for, for HCL. How's the demand looking? Demand's been relatively good, Chris. If we look at HCL demand right now, you know, oil and gas, although we've seen a little bit of, little bit of a fall off in, in oil and gas oil pricing, I would say, in the last couple of weeks. We've actually had relatively robust demand in the oil and gas sector, uh, and that continues even with a little softer pricing. We've seen a little bit of softening in steel demand, but almost every other sector, food and uh, others are relatively stable. So right now, demand for HCL is relatively robust. And I would tell you again, back to the laws of supply and demand, demand for HCL does appear to be stripping the supply of HCL, which has caused the current dynamics that we're in. Okay, everyone, that brings us to the finish line for our year-end podcast. Thanks to all for listening to this episode and to the other episodes this year. From Andy, myself, and all the folks behind the scenes at the Smart Assets Podcast, 
We'd like to wish everyone a happy and healthy holiday season. See you soon. Smart Acids, breaking things down for the chemicals and specialty ingredients market, one born at a time. Smart Acids is part of the Univar Solutions Podcast Network.